Good morning, folks, and welcome to worship with Paisley St. George's. An especially warm welcome if you're visiting with us today. But no matter what, take a moment to say hello to the people nearby. You've probably already done so, but it doesn't do any harm to say hello again. <laughs> and we hope that you'll be able to join us for tea and coffee after worship. If you don't already know, this is served in the large hall. If you go out through the door to the right, and if you're not first out, just follow the noise. Is my mic not on? Oh, it says it's on. It is on. Uh-huh, okay. It must just needed a shugle. Yeah. So it's had a shugle, so hopefully it'll be working now. The bulk of the intimations will come after the children have left for Sunday school. And now I think I'm a bit, a bit loud. I think that sounds better. So here we are on the second Sunday in Lent. We gather, we come to remember, and to celebrate the life of Jesus and how he chose to live and serve the Father. We come as we are, with our joys and sorrows, with our thanks and doubts, with our fears and hopes. We come as beloved children to worship God. So let us come close to God as God comes close to us. We stand, if able, to worship God by singing, still wearing masks, hymn 153, Great is Thy Faithfulness, hymn 153.
we come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, you are our light and our salvation, our hope in times of fear. You protect us at times of danger and you hear our prayers. So, Lord, we trust in your goodness. Faithful God, we come to worship you, conscious of our vulnerability, but rejoicing in your protective love. May we share your values. May your energy support our actions. May we live our lives as you have shown us. May we use our time wisely and well so that we may be a church of compassion, conviction and courage. God of today, we are sorry when we only think about ourselves and don't think about our family, our friends, our neighbours near and far who might need your love. Forgive us, Lord, and help us to live differently today, tomorrow and the day after. Lord Jesus, as a hen covers her chicks with her wings, so you cover us with your forgiving love, giving us a new beginning, a new way of being, a new way of serving. You strengthen and surround us with your power and your presence each day of our lives and beyond. Lord, hear us now as we pray together in the words Jesus gave, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Morning, Freya Miller. Do you see anything different in church this morning? Come and see what's in it. 
I'm going to bring it to you. Right, take something out. What have you got there? Gloves. They're a bit muddy. So, so where might they be used? In the garden. Right, would you like to take something out, Miller? What have you got? A helmet. A helmet. When might you wear that? When you're cycling, yes. Oh, so it's a cycling helmet. What else is in there? Quite a few things in here. Another pair of gloves. These are my oven gloves, and I washed them specially for today. <laughs> They still don't look very clean, but I can assure you they've been well washed. So we've got oven gloves, we've got gardening gloves, we've got a cycling helmet. What else? Give it a shake. An apron. Okay. What are they for? Mm, maybe not quite, but you're nearly there. They are goggles. They're safety goggles. So if you were, when I used to teach science, I wore them a lot. And you wear them as you're drilling and doing work like that in case anything goes in your eyes. So we've got safety goggles. What is it? An, um, an umbrella. And lastly, a mask. So, we've got gardening gloves, oven gloves, an apron, a cycling helmet, an umbrella, a face mask. What have they all got in common? What, what? They all protect us, that's right. So, these are all things that we can wear to protect us. But Jesus also talks about how God wants to protect people. I'm going to sit down. Whether I'll get back up is another matter, but never mind. And in the Bible, Jesus uses all sorts of word pictures to help us to understand. And later on, the grown-ups are going to hear about a fox and a chicken. Do you know any stories about foxes? What about Fantastic Mr. Fox? Or Fox and Socks? There's some, there's good stories about foxes out there. There's lots of them. And in most of them, the fox is a real crafty character. I remember one that I used to read to my grandchildren where the fox had lost his socks and it was a lift the flat book. And you to look and see where the clothes were. That was good. But do you know, Jesus called someone a fox. He did. It was King Herod. Not the King Herod who tried to kill Jesus when he was a baby. But another King Herod, this King Herod, was that bad King Herod's son. Okay? So, this is a story about a fox. And I said it was a story about a chicken. Do you know any stories about chickens? Henny Penny, the fox busters, chicken licking, chicken little? Okay, fair enough. But there's lots of stories about chickens as well. And Jesus once said that he'd like to be like a chicken. He did. So, this is a story about a fox and a chicken. So here it goes. One day, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem when some teachers came to him with a warning. You'd better get away from here, they said. You know King Herod, you won't remember, but his dad, King Herod the Great, wanted to kill you. Well, this King Herod is his son. He's called Herod Antipas, and he wants to kill you as well. 
Jesus wasn't scared. He looked at the teachers and he said, you go and give that fox, King Herod, a message from me. Tell him I'm busy. I've got lots of work to do and I won't stop until I've finished. And you tell him I'm coming to Jerusalem where he lives. I'm not running away. Well, the teachers were a wee bit shocked. Calling the fox a the king of fox didn't seem like a good idea to him. I think they might not have gone and told King Herod what Jesus said, but maybe they did. For Jesus, well, Jesus loved the people of Jerusalem. Sometimes, like all of us, they got things wrong. Sometimes they listened to the wrong people. Sometimes, like us, they ran around not knowing what to do. But Jesus loved these people. And he said to them, what are you like, Jerusalem? I'd like to be a big, warm, feathery mother hen so that I could gather your children under my wings and keep them safe and warm. But you wouldn't let me do it, Jerusalem, and I can't help you if you won't let me. And when Jesus thought about all the people in Jerusalem, he was sad because he knew that they wouldn't listen to him or let him help them. So that's today's story quite a short one and I know you'll have other stories to hear when you go out today but that's a story about a crafty fox and a big warm feathery mother hen not many people know this story but you do now don't you mm -hmm. so what we need to remember from that is that Jesus wants to protect us and he wants us to listen to him he wants us to do what he asks us to do does that sound like a plan yeah protects us so let's pray and this is a prayer with actions so you can stand up and let's pray and we can keep our eyes open and we can do the actions lord this week walk beside us this week walk beside us when we are sad comfort us when we are sad comfort us when we are frightened protect us when we are frightened, protect us. When we fail, help us. Help us. Lord, this week, walk beside us. This week, walk beside us. Amen. So we're going to sing now. We're going to sing about how protective God is. Our God is a great big God. And it's from the Little Blue Book, St. George's Praise. Do you know that one? Do you like it? Good. So we're going to sing number 31 from St George's Praise, Our God is a Great Big God. Thank you. 
matter? No, because we are praising God and we're telling him and telling others that our God is a great big God. So thank you. If I could just draw your attention to the intimations in the print and add one or two additional intimations. First of all, a wee gentle reminder, if you change your address or your telephone number, email or your name, please let us know so that we can keep our records up to date. Tomorrow night, Monday night, the Guild meets at half past seven in the large hall and our guest speaker is the Reverend Esther Ninian. All are welcome to come along. On Monday the 21st of March, Lancred's Primary School has asked if we could send volunteers to help with a litter pick. If you're able to help or you want more information, please speak to Jackie Perry. Jackie is here in the choir after the service. And then today and next Sunday, there is the opportunity to donate to the Disasters Emergency Committee Appeal for Ukraine. Collection plates are labelled and at the doors of the church before and after service, both today and next Sunday. Wanted, wanted people to act as beadle. We need more folk to help with beadling and the duties are there. The payment is the usual payment, the grateful thanks of your fellow members. And it says apply guaranteed acceptance by personal contact with the session clerk or email to Hamish. So there we are, go. Um, they will be looking for a collection of toiletries on Mother's Day, Sunday the 27th of March. And these toiletries will be shared between Women's Aid and the Food Bank. Donations of money would be welcome too. As I said last week, we're holding Lent Bible studies. This week's will be held on Tuesday. They're all on Tuesdays. They're all at seven o'clock and they, all, they are in different buildings. So this week we are here in Cossyside. If you want a copy of the Lent Bible Studies, please email me and I will send you a, a PDF file. Uh, this morning's Kirk Session meeting has had to be rescheduled. The new date will be intimated as soon as possible by email as well as verbally in church. These are all the intimations. We turn now to scripture which will be read for us this morning by Ina. Morning. Our first reading this morning is Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advanced against me to devour my flesh or slander me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. The war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. 
For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make loud music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart and wait for the Lord. Our second reading this morning is from Luke chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. At this time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons, healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often have I longed to, longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you see. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The word of God for the people of God. We now join together in singing hymn number 193.
This morning's psalm, Psalm 27, begins with the words, the Lord is my light and salvation. I will fear no one. Well, in these fearful days, how can we see light and salvation in the Lord? Psalm 27 is written for the fearful. Fear is one of the most disabling of emotions. And it's an emotion that we have become all too familiar with over the past couple of years. The fear of COVID and now the fear of what is happening in Ukraine. All of us will have felt afraid or threatened at some time. You know the sensations, we all do. The butterflies in our stomachs, the difficulties sometimes in breathing, our heart pounding, our legs trembling, and so on. Fortunately, many of our fears are short-lived, unjustified, or calmed by those around us. But what if the threat is real? What then? Well, our bodies are geared either to fight or to flee, fight or flight. So if in danger, and if we think we've no chance of surviving, we run. Most of us will have been tempted to run away from something. And sometimes it is the wiser course than trying to face a danger you can't beat. But sometimes, sometimes we can neither fight nor flee. For people can be literally be rendered unable to move by fear of personal violence, whether from terrorists or invading armies. People can feel frozen to the spot. Fear of a neighbour or an abusive parent can render people unable to think rationally. And well, media hype can exaggerate people's fears. But Psalm 27, well, Psalm 27 ends with a firm conviction that we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living if we wait for the Lord. Or, as another translation puts it, if we trust in the Lord. Verse 3 of that psalm says, Even if a whole army surrounds me, I will not be afraid. Even if enemies attack me, I will still trust God. Well, we know when we switch on the television or listen to the radio that the invasion of Ukraine continues to fill our news. It fills our news with stories of resistance and of refugees. It fills our news with horrific images of bombings, of attacks on hospitals, on kindergartens. And it's far from clear how this story will develop over days, months, or even years. Millions have already fled from Ukraine. How many more will flee before this is over? And then, if we're honest, then there is the fear of where might be next tiny Moldova or the Baltic states of Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania or even into Finland or Poland. We've seen conflict notably in the former Yugoslavia over many years but I'm sure that we're all of the opinion that this is already by far the most damaging war fought in Europe since the end of World War II 77 years ago. And this conflict is testing the European Union, the United States and the United Kingdom in wholly new ways. 
Whenever you pick up the papers, the headlines are dominated by the war in Europe. But let's just think, how many other conflicts have disappeared below the radar? I think of Cameroon and Nigeria, Mali and Burkina Faso, both in the news before the present war. But Afghanistan is still there, so is Myanmar. The conflict in Israel-Palestine is unlikely to be resolved anytime soon, even as Israel's Prime Minister seeks to mediate over Ukraine. And doubtless there are other places which I've not recalled. For conflicts go on around this world. And as conflicts go on around this world, human beings like me, like you, they flee from their homes, taking with them what they can carry. So in the midst of this war, we're witnessing huge refugee movements in Europe. And as I said last week, I've been moved by reports of people opening their homes to refugees. And there are the stories of folk leaving equipment like pushchairs for the refugees to use. And as I said last week, we can continue and we will continue to pray. And today and next week, we have in the church the plates for the Disasters Emergency Committee. And then we think, what else can we do? And the war in Ukraine is leading to increased cost of oil and gas and pressure in governments to bring more oil and gas on stream. So we're fearful. We're fearful for ourselves, for the cost of fuel, of heating our homes, of transport, of food. And then, as I said, all these other stories which have largely disappeared from our news. Conflicts elsewhere in the world have not come to a sudden end. But going back to the psalm, Psalm 27, the lectionary psalm for today, it was written in deeply troubled times when armies were encamped around them and war was rising. And so today, these verses seem entirely pertinent to the current situation as cities in Ukraine are encircled. And whatever official Russian media may call it, Putin has unleashed war on Ukraine. The book of Psalms. Some Psalms are angry, some are penitent. Some contain vindictive passages which are hard for us to read. And some Psalms are really difficult for people who believe in a New Testament God, in a God of love. I believe that someone has said that every human emotion can be found in the Psalms. And I know that I have often said to people who are in dark places, read the Psalms. Read the Psalms and see just how you can pour out your deepest, innermost feelings honestly before God. For that's what the psalmist does. The psalmist brings everything to God. But here, here in Psalm 27, God unusually is described as light in a dark world. And that phrase, light in a dark world, reminded me of verse 5 from chapter 1 of John's Gospel. And it's a verse that brings me great comfort. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has never put it out. In these dark days, that light is to be found in individual stories of courage, 
in individual stories of love, in the stories of support for friend and stranger. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has never put it out. And we believe that Jesus came into this world to be light for our world. And so turning to the gospel where we, and the story I shared with the children, we read of Jesus wanting to put his arms around all his people, just as when a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Now, I'm not a great fan of chickens. In all fairness, I enjoy eating their eggs. And if I'm totally honest, I enjoy eating the chickens too. But if you, wa you ever watch Escape to the Country, I sometimes put it on if I'm having a cup of tea in the afternoon. And it seems as if most folk have this dream of being able to keep chickens. But I suspect that keeping chickens is not as easy as it first might seem. For chickens, well, they need to be closed in securely at night and then allowed out in the morning. You need to check that they've got enough food and water. And often foxes will try to get the hens. And a hen, well, a hen cannot protect her chicks without putting her own life on the line. And maybe today it would be easy, but a bit facile to associate Putin with Herod the fox as portrayed in the gospel. But there may be aspects of this gospel story which do have relevance. Unusually, the Pharisees are the good guys in this story. They're the good guys because they come to warn Jesus. But Jesus insists that he must head for Jerusalem. And that reminds me of the people who've told President Zelensky that he must flee, to, he must flee Kiev to escape the bombardment. But like George VI in 1940, he's refused to go despite the risk. Neither Zelensky nor George VI were looking for death, but were accepting that it could come. So as we've said in this week's gospel reading, Jesus publicly calls Herod a fox. Herod, well, Herod is known for his cunning and cruelty. But Jesus, Jesus won't react to his threats. Advised to run, Jesus resolutely continues on his course. He continues on his course because he is aware of a bigger plan that Herod cannot thwart. He knows God's plan for him and he will not be swayed by fear. Jesus' priority, his core value, is to carry out his father's purpose. He has an appointment with his destiny in Jerusalem. And he will go there. He will go there no matter what. For he longs to protect his people like a mother hen protects her chicks by gathering them under her wings. Jesus said, I wanted to put my arms around all your people just as a hen gathers her chicks under his wings, under her wings. Jesus, Jesus put his life on the line for us. Jesus gave up his life for us. He did so because he loved us. He loves us. Jesus had made his choices. He'd made them long ago in the desert, in the synagogue, by the roadside, in people's homes, 
he had made his choices and now the consequences were becoming clear not just to him but to the Pharisees to his followers to his family to strangers to his friends he was on his way he was on his way to Jerusalem teaching and healing in the towns and villages as he went some Pharisees who knows what their motivation was tried to warn him off and he talked to them about three days and about finishing his work he talked to them about Jerusalem and about his longing to gather her children together and shelter them like a mother hen shelters her chicks and he talked to them about his sadness for the city Jesus had made his choices and he was sticking with them he was going to Jerusalem he was on his way on his way on his way to the cross for you and for me amen we continue in our worship by singing hymn 517 fight the good fight hymn 517 anthem during which our offerings will be brought forward.
Thank you, Alan, and thank you, choir. And now let's come to God in prayer as we dedicate our offerings. Let's pray. Lord God, you have blessed us with so much. All we need to live and to live well. Enough for everyone if we share. We have made our offerings out of your generous providing and we lay these before you, asking that they would be used to share your love in word and in action. Today we remember all Jesus has done for us. He gave his all for each one of us. And so we renew our commitment, our promise to follow faithfully and to love and to serve him wherever he may place us. All this we ask through the love of Christ and the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we bring to God our prayers for others. There is a little responsive bit in this, if you, and so if you would like to respond to the phrase, we place our trust in you, the re response is, help us to walk in your light. We place our trust in you, and the response is, help us to walk in your light. So let's pray. We thank you, Lord, that in this dark and troubled world, we are able to gather together to worship you, to listen for your word, and to bring you our prayers. We thank you for the youngsters who worship with us week by week. We thank you for our families and our friends. We place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. We are anxious, Lord, anxious for ourselves and for others. And so save us, Lord, from the darkness all around us, from the darkness within our own hearts, from the noontide danger and the shadows of the night. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord, in all areas of unresolved conflict in our troubled world, where deep-seated grievances and complex history collide, where shattered lives and destroyed cities are the evidence for our wars, and we feel helpless at so much brokenness. God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. In political decision-making on energy, security, aid and sanctions, where true leadership and wisdom matter, when government should meet the needs and not the wants of the people, when costly decisions are needed, and self-interest needs to be set aside for the good of others. God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. In freezing temperatures, as snow falls, when the homeless, refugees, and frightened families shiver in distress, when our visa policy is too complex and bureaucratic, to save the desperate. When in our relatively affluent country, some go hungry and many with homes are struggling to stay warm amid rising energy costs, we know that change is needed. God of our hope, we place our trust in you.
help us to walk in your light. In our relative security and safety in this country, where we are tempted to trust in our own strength, when our compassion fails, when we lack the imagination to walk in the shoes of the dispossessed, and we lose sight of our own dependence on you, God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. In the mountain of our possessions, when we spend, acquire, and accumulate things that do not lead to life and are obsessed with more, bigger, and better, we forget the needs of others. God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. In the tangled conflicts at home, school, or work in which we are trapped, when we cannot give in and the desire to win is greater than our search for a resolution, soften our stubborn hearts, we pray. God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. In the absence of safety and home, when refugees flee to the borders in the pauses between shelling, when a humanitarian crisis is building and families are torn apart and we fear the fresh horrors of the news, God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. In all our dreams and longings, where freedom itself is at stake, and we yearn for a better, fairer, and kinder world. Teach us to seek your face and to listen to your voice in all our ways and for all of our days. God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. Lord, we remember before you all those close to our own hearts, who are ill at home or in hospital, and those who are housebound and feel isolated and lonely, and all those who are mourning. In a moment of silence, we name them before you in our hearts. God of our hope, we place our trust in you. Help us to walk in your light. We pray for ourselves. Save us, O Lord, from the darkness all around us, from the darkness within our own hearts, from the noontide danger and the shadows of the night. May we let Jesus gather us close to him and shelter us under his wings. Be strong and let our hearts take courage, all who wait for the Lord. Amen. We close this morning's service of worship by standing to sing hymn 192, All My Hope on God is Founded, hymn 192.
go knowing God knows. Go trusting God hears. Go believing God believes in you. Go loving, for God is love to you. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love, today, tomorrow, and always. Thank you.